All right. Good. All right. Hey, let's try that again. All of us give the Lord a hand. Let's do that this morning. There you go. It's, it's, good. it's good to be with you this morning, and if this is your first time with us here at Cornerstone, we're just really, really so glad that you're here, and in, in front of you, you'll see a little guest card, and just fill that out when the offering plate comes by in a little bit. Just put that in there. We'd like to just send you something to just tell you hi, okay? So do that for us, would you please? All right, and so this morning, turn your Bibles to the book of Ezra. Now, for some of you, you're going to have to really study to find the book of Ezra. <laughs> but that's in the Old Testament. It's kind of the first book of the prophets and right up there close and right after the history section. And so you'll get to the book of Ezra, okay? And we're going to be in Ezra chapter 3. And then we'll have a few verses out of the New Testament as well, too. But the title of our message this morning is, uh, is New Beginnings. If you're, if you're here this morning and if you've ever received a new beginning from our God, say amen. amen. All right, so that was about a third of you. And so, um, so yes, uh, new beginnings are, are so important. And now let me just explain new beginnings. Is that, uh, you know, I think that all of us are offered new beginnings all the time. You know why? Because the Bible says in Limitations chapter 3, it says that his mercies are new every day. And you know what that tells us is, is that each day that we get to wake up, because of God's forgiveness, because of his mercy, each and every day that we have a blank piece of paper that we start on with God. You know, if, if we have sin in our life, we can come before the Father and confess our sins to him. And as Christians, we're forgiven. I mean, I mean we're given, a, we're, we're a clean sheet of paper each and every day that we can wake up. I don't know about you guys, but that just, that's just so exciting to me, you know, that uh, because we're sinful people, right? And, and, you know, some of us, you know, we can, we can live for ourselves for so long and for so long and for so long and for so long, and, and, and even our minds get clouded, and, and we can feel that the presence of God isn't even nowhere near us, and then we can just get right with God, and there's just an, a new beginning. And it's like it, it's, it's, and it's like we never did those things. I mean, there's consequences, but I mean, isn't God good, everybody? Uh, you know, I think back in the Bible, and, and I, I see God's creation, and um, man, you know, God made man in the image of, of himself, and um, and then, and, then, and then men begot other men, and, and the population started, and, and, and then sin. And, 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 and at, at the end of when, of when God, you know, caused the floods, and, you know, we see that men forgot all about God. And, and then, but there was one man named Noah who stayed true and faithful and, and it, it, new beginnings. You see it? You see it? So, so all of us, I, I'm thankful that I have new beginnings. You know, I'm thankful that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my, as my Savior, I mean, that's a new beginning. You know, when, when I, I went down to uh, uh, Louisiana, you know, to pastor that church for 13 years, that were, there was a new beginning in the year of 2000. When I, when I come up here four years ago, there's a, there's a new beginning. And, um, I'm just thankful to God about new beginnings. And sometimes a new beginning is just being fresh with God. And, and so I want us to make application this morning from our message about each and every one of us, we, we, we need to know that there's new beginnings for us. Everybody say amen. 
But I want us to see this morning, too, that, that God is, is also giving Cornerstone, our, our family here, our, 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 our local church. And you're the local church. It's not this building, but it's, 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 he's given us a fresh start. He's given us a new beginning. And it starts in about four weeks down the road. Amen. Everybody give the Lord a hand. And, and that's exciting. That's exciting. And I want to I want to start off and I I just want everybody to know that at three o'clock today, at three o'clock today, if you want to go through the building, um, I'm gonna be there and I'll give you a tour, okay? And so it's not complete yet. I would say we're about eighty-five percent, and so we we have there's some carpet uh, down. We're waiting to get the VCT down, the rest of the flooring, but uh, it's probably about uh, two-thirds painted. But you can come in and get a pretty good look, okay? And so at 3 o'clock today, we'll meet, we'll park on the east side of the building, okay? And if you don't know where you're east from your west, you're north from your south, that's the side of the, of the, of the building that faces Deer Park, okay? <laughs> but if you want to come take a look, we would love for you to because, look, you know, it's exciting to know that God's mercies are new every day. I mean, that's exciting, and, and, and I want us all to get excited about what God has given us here and the opportunity to have as a congregation, you know, that we get to come and worship God corporately. Man, that's a blessing to me to hear y'all sing in this last song, you know, we sing out on that. It's just such a blessing, but we're here to, but to, but to worship publicly. In just a few weeks, we'll be at our, at, our, at our new building that we'll call home, and for the next 60, 70, 75 years until the, or until the Lord comes back, that's going to be our new home. So we need to be unified in, in saying, God, thank you for this, and thank you, Lord, for all the potential ministry, right? We all have to have that unity going into this thing, right? Right? We all have to be unified in this. And so let me bring your attention to the book of Ezra. And this is a beautiful story um, of the nation of Israel that graduated from being a nation um, that, that fought against their enemies to a nation who is restoring worship, and they're not, now they're becoming a worshiping people. And I think that's really a cool thing. And, and we see a new beginning for them here. And so Ezra chapter 3, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 13. But uh, just a little bit of history here, and, and just so we can put it in context. But it was the year 538 B.C. Sam, do you remember that day? I'm just kidding around. <laughs> 538 B.C., and uh, uh, of course Babylon had been defeated by Persia. And so we see that King Cyrus was the king of Persia at the time, and the Jews wanted to return to Jerusalem. They wanted to rebuild their temple. They wanted to put their roots back into Jerusalem. And so they got permission. And so God is a God of new beginnings. I mean, only God could have worked that out with, with this captivity. Everybody? So God gives new beginnings. And so what I want us to see once again this morning is, is that, is that uh, sometimes a new beginning is just that freshness. But I want us to see that, that these people were unified going in and they got their job done. So as Ezra chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. And let's watch as they make their trip to Jerusalem to do what they need to do. Now, it's taken them about four months to walk from where they were to Jerusalem. Can you imagine that? Walking for four months? I mean, uh, it's hard for us to walk to the youth house and back sometimes, isn't it? But they walk for four months. And the Bible says that um, 
that they carried everything with them that they were going to need to rebuild the temple. That's dedication. That's unity. Do you see it? I mean, these group of people, they wanted something so bad. Did y'all, did y'all know that after that, when that, when the temple, when the temple, when Solomon's temple was destroyed, did you know that it was, that it was very, very common that the people would grave in their hands the temple? They missed it so much. They missed that corporate. They missed that corporate worship. Now, hey, listen. Thankfully, today that that uh, we're the holy of holies, right? And and so it's a little bit different from us. But still, this local church and and we 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 do have a place that we come and, and worship locally. But but they but they were missing something and they were unified and they walked for four months. And it says in in verse one, it says, now when the seventh month came. And the sons of Israel were in the cities. The people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. You got that? As, as one person. I'm sure they didn't agree on everything. I'm sure they didn't agree on the route they took. I'm, I'm sure they didn't agree on who's going to bring what and who's going to do what. But, but it says when it come time to do what God had led them to do, and, and the, this man Ezra was leading them, they all became what? One man. One man. One idea. One goal, one vision, one purpose. Yes? Then, and I'm going to be horrible on these names, but that's just who I am, so y'all forgive me, okay? Then Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brothers, the priest, and, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shelatal, and his brothers arose and built the altar of God. So they got there, okay? On the seventh month, they got there. And again, they're unified. And they start on the altar of God of Israel to, to, to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. So they went up. And the altar on its foundations, for they were terrified because of the peoples of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. Now, that's their worship, okay? Verse 4, they celebrated the feast of the booths. Um, as it is written, and offered the fixed numbers of burnt offerings daily according to the ordinances as each day required. We find those back in the book of Leviticus that Moses gave them. And afterwards there was a continual burnt offering and also for the new moons and for all the fixed festivals of the Lord that were concentrated and from everyone who offered a free will offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. But the foundations of the temple of the Lord had not yet been laid. Remember, the temple was always built in the same place. And it became ruins. And so they're rebuilding it. Now, we remember reading on just how spectacular the temple was in Solomon's day. Remember, it was made out of gold and jewels and furs. And it was just a spectacular, a beautiful sight to see. And all of that's in ruins. And so now they haven't even started rebuilding that yet. And it says in verse 7, it says, And they gave money to the masons and to the carpenters and food, to, and food, drink, and oil to the Sidians and to the Tyrans to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to set the sea at Joppa, to the sea at Joppa, according to the permission they had from Cyrus, king of Persia. Now, do you, can you just, isn't that just pretty awesome that God moved on this king that wasn't even a worshiper of God? 
Then verse 8, it says, Now in the second year of their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Shelatal, and Joshua, the son of Josadak, and the rest of their brothers, the priests and the Levites, and all who came from the captivity to Jerusalem, began the work and appointed the Levites from 20 years and older to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. Remember, the Levites was the priestly tribe. Verse 9, then Joshua with his sons and brothers stood united with Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah and the sons of Hedadad, with their sons and brothers, the Levites, to oversee the workmen in the temple of God. Now when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple, you see it here, of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord according to the direction of King David of Israel. Now, King David had been dead for many, many years, okay? But and it says in verse 11, they sang praises in giving thanks to the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his loving kindness is upon Israel forever. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Now look at verse 12. Yet many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers and households, the older generation, the old men who had seen Solomon's temple, had seen David's temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes while many shouted aloud for joy. So here's what it was. So they got the, the foundations laid and it says that, that the younger people that never saw Solomon's temple, that never saw this grand year of, of a temple, said that, they, that they, 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 they shouted for joy. They clapped, and, and they were all excited. But it says the older people who had seen the other temple wept, lamented. Why? We'll talk about it here in just a minute, okay? Let's go ahead and finish it up. And it says in verse 13, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard far away. All right, Father, we love you this morning, and we thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ, and Lord, I thank you for new beginnings, and Lord, as we preach about that this morning, Lord, I, I pray if there's anyone in here this morning that, that needs a new beginning, maybe it starts with a relationship with, with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Maybe there's one here this morning that's never accepted you, that's, that's never bowed their heart to you and, and, and called upon you to be their Savior and, and, and Lord, repented from their sins and believed in thine heart that, that, that you are God and that you raised from the dead. And Lord, I pray this morning if that's the new beginning that someone needs, that that'll happen this morning. And Lord, I pray for all of, for, for us this morning that maybe just things are getting a little bit laxed and our relationship with you has become cold and, and distant. And, but, but Lord, I pray this morning that th that person too needs that n new beginning. Lord, that freshness 
Um, Lord, I pray for them this morning. Lord, I, I pray for us as a, as a congregation uh, that, will, that, that, that will be unified, and Lord, and, and that we're looking forward to this, another, this fresh start and for the, the, the next generations for, for, uh, for ministry, God. And I praise you for that this morning. And, and I pray that you'll just, um, again, unify our hearts and bring us together. And, Lord, that we can be a people just like it says here in verses 12 and 13, that we're all praising the Lord and excited about what you've done and what you're doing. For it's in your name that we give all praise. Amen. Amen. We'll look at a couple of things this morning. Number one, um, three things that stand out from this, from this scripture. Number one, new beginnings begin with God. Write that down, right there, right there in, in verse 1. Write that down, that, that, that new beginnings always begin with God. Now, um, we see that they did not make excuses um, about having to settle down in their own personal lives uh, before beginning the work of, of this house of the Lord. Now, I just want us to, to use that this morning. Um, they, they did not say, well, well wait and let me, let me build my house first or, or let my business get going and steady. Uh, let me take care of my babies. Um, they just got going and they got together to build the house of the Lord. And it says all of them became one man. I, I think that is so cool. And um, just, just, just to say this this morning, have I told you, have I told you lately that I, that I love you? I, I, maybe I haven't. And, and I just want you to know that as your pastor and as the person that God has called to, to lead this congregation, I take that, I take that, oh, so, 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 I don't know what the word is. It's, it's an honor, you know, and I, and I love you guys, and, and I want to be here for the rest of my life. I want to be 85 years old and, and still rejoicing with you, but I want you to know that I, that I love you and, and that you're so important to me, and, and I'm so glad that God has called me to be a pastor, that I'm so excited that he's called me to be your pastor. Yeah, I am. And maybe I always want to act like it. I don't know. But I just want you to know that I love you. And I'm excited about what God's doing with our congregation. And, you know, and, and, as, and as I spend time with God and, and, and prayer and, and fasting and searching for God's direction, you know, that uh, God, God like, like, you know, um, Ezra, he, he, he gives me visions. You know, I don't want to get all Pentecostal on you up in here, but I'm just saying, you you know, and, and, and God has moved our congregation, you know, to be uh, this fresh start out here, uh, Deer Park and, and Prescott. And I know that's scary because it's something that's, that's new to us. But I want you to know that our God can, is, is doing a, is a great and amazing things. I mean, our congregation has grown over these last four years. I, you know, these last four years we've been focused on, on growing and maturing as a congregation and, and loving one another. And, and, and now I think it's that next step where we get focused on being outward and focusing on other people and focusing on the, the name of Jesus Christ being glorified from, from, from one corner to the next in, in, in our great community. Everybody, we get that? And so we got to be like one man, and we got to be unified. And 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 the point is, this morning is that new beginnings. It's got to begin with God. It's got to just begin with God. Just as it, just as this this new beginning for Israel, it started with God and being being. And our next point is being is to obey God. But in all of this, 
you know, they, they, this made God their priority. It, it wasn't how they felt. It isn't what their past was. It, they, they, again, they didn't make excuses saying, well, we got to have this, and I got to have this, and I got to get this done first. They just saw what they were supposed to do, and they did it because of their love for God. And that needs to describe all of us. Because for us to take advantage of what God has given us, it's got to be about Him first. I mean, think about your family. And maybe your family's struggling right now. And maybe your family needs a new beginning. Well, you've got to make God your priority if you're going to get a new beginning. Can I have an amen out there? Amen. And I, I, I'd love to have a, testi- a testify on that this morning. But if, if, you, if you want that new beginning for your family, then that family has to make God number one priority. Number two, number two we see here is obedience to God. I mean, you know, it says that they made, that they made burnt offerings. It, it said that they did this feast and that, and that feast. Why? Because God said to. Because it said it in the book of Leviticus, and they did it. They just obeyed God. Everybody say amen. We just obeyed God. It didn't matter what they felt like doing or what they didn't feel like doing. They just obeyed God. Maybe it didn't make sense to them. Hey, we just got here, man, and, and you know, all these crazy people are living here now. We, just, we, need to, we, need to, we need to get those guys out of here. No, that's not what happened. They obeyed God and started doing all the things that God told them to do. Do we see that? So new beginnings, number two, is we obey obey God. Number three, new beginnings, I want you to see here, and is, is that they gave cheerfully. Now, again, it records here in Ezra that these group of, of Jews that left, everything they needed to build the altar, to build the temple, is they took it with them. And the people gave what was needed to get what to get what was done isn't that what you see here in the text and so and they and they gave it cheerfully so new beginnings give cheerfully yes that's the third thing we see the giving even before the altar was built in Ezra chapter 2 verse 68 and then in Ezra chapter 3 verse 7 we see that they also gave money to the masons and to the carpenters and food and drink and oil to the people but building the house of the Lord required the people to give now, so let's ask ourselves about Cornerstone. How much are we committed? You know, we all got to be committed. They're all unified. They were all one. You know, so today here at the end of the service, we're going to be handing out our pledge cards, our pledge cards. And, um, and so I want you to take these with you today. Now, look, um, I want you to take these with you, and I want you just to pray and, and what God would have, have you to do. And so the monies that will take these cards in next week and the week after, but on the 12th, we want to get them all in by the 12th, okay? But on here, you can make a one-time offering. You can make a weekly gift, a monthly gift, and then for whatever period of time. And what we're asking here, and this money is going to be used basically, you know, for several different things. Number one, to help offset some of the cost. Number one, you know, uh, um, number two is, is um, you know, um, the more that we gather here, we have to, at least we have to borrow, right? Everybody, amen? And, and, and number three is that, you know, you know, maybe you want to give, you know, 50 bucks a week or $100 a month or $50 a month and whatever money is given there, you know, whatever our, our note is monthly, you know, we can use that to, to help that, you know. So if you're here this morning, you know, again, um, we're building our, our, we're building a $5.6 million building. 
and we've only had to borrow right now up, you know, we, we have borrowed 730000 but it's probably going to be up to closer to a million like we voted on a couple of months ago. So, so we can do it, everybody. God has this, right? So we're going to be passing those out here in a little while and then just bring those back and put them in the offering plate or put them in the box up front or you can go online and fill it out at imcbc.org. So I want you to go back here and I want you to look at something and we talked about it a while ago. But if you look at verse 11 and verse 12, back to Ezra, it says in verse 11 we read that the people were overjoyed that the foundations was laid. However, in verse 12, we read that the older generation, the generation of the people who had seen the glory of the original Solomon's temple, wept. Now, some of the modern translations puts it as weeping with joy, but some of the older commentators and, and studies of this, you know, gives a different picture here, and that is that the people were weeping because they knew the glory of the previous temple and also knew that the new one was going to be far inferior to the glory of the first one. They were lamenting this disproportion between this temple and the former one. And you see a group of people rejoicing because they were able to make a small beginning and another group lamenting. Now let's pause, pause here for a minute and let me just explain why we chose this text this morning. I think that's why God has led us to this text this morning. But the book of Ezra introduces an entirely new period again in Israel's history. In Israel's history. It's the beginning where Israel becomes a worshiping nation like we said earlier, it is the time when they change from being a nation to a congregation of people who just want to worship and obey. That's, that's what I see here. You know, um, till the exile, they were focused on fighting the enemies. And from now onwards here, they are focused on fighting sin and spiritual compromise in their own lives. And so, is, so Ezra here leads up this mightiest new beginning of all. You know, and, and what they're saying is, is forget about the former things. God is doing something new and fresh for us today. And so the people were, were excited. And so the excitement was this, is, and, and, and was this, and, and is that we get to go to a place to worship God. That's what they were thinking. Hey, listen to me, Cornerstone. We get to go to a place as a local church and worship God somewhere. And that's what our focus should be, that we get to go somewhere and, and worship God and be a beacon of hope and light to a lost and dying world. That's what we should see here this morning. Everybody say amen. amen. Yes. So let me give you a, a couple of challenges this morning. And I want you to be encouraged by this. And so if it's in your own life that you need a new beginning, then this is what you need. If, if, and as, as a church, this is what you're challenged f- with this morning. And so I, I read this quote I read this quote by, um, it didn't even have who the author was, but someone said it this way. It says that we cannot become what we need to be by remaining what we are. You see, if you need a new beginning, if, if you need a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can't remain what you are today. Huh? And, and, and whatever it is, we can't become what God wants us to be, but still remain what we want to be. Then it's not going to happen. Does that make sense to everybody? 
So whatever your new beginning might be individually, individual application, or corporately, look, the truth is, is we got to be unified, and all of us have to be in this place where saying, God, this is just you, and Lord, we trust you for whatever you're going to do. We need to be unified in that. What does God want us to do and to be for him? Amen? So, so here's the challenge. Um, if we're going to be able to, you know, accept this, then number one is we must be visionaries, Right? Number one, we must be visionaries. You know, I, I don't know about you, but, uh, but you know, um, we, we don't want to be part of a, a, a I can't do God, right? Uh, I can't do church. We want to be part of we can do, right? And so we got to be visionaries and not victims. You know, uh, we, we serve a, a can-do God. We don't serve a can't-do God. You know, if you need salvation, God can save you. If you need a new beginning, God can do that because we serve a God that can and will. It takes faith to be visionary. You know, I, I see it through the life of so many people here in Scripture, just like Elijah, that it takes faith to be a person of visionary. You know, we must learn to dream big dreams for God. We must learn that despite of our mistakes and failures that God still wants to use us. We need a vision that is so big that if God doesn't show up, it'll fail. Because that's how big God is. You know, you kind of go back in the life of Elijah, and, and he made the challenge, remember? And, and he set the stage, and, and what would have happened if he put God in a box? Remember remember Elijah on the Mount Carmel, and, and he's got all these people, and, and he's being challenged, and, you know, the fire and the water and all that's going on? What, what, if, what if Elijah wouldn't have took that stand that day? You know, what if he wouldn't have made that challenge to these bell priests that said, you know, you, you, you make fire, and then the Bible says that they did all their little talks and tricks and nothing happened and, and then when it was Elijah's turn to make, to make fire God says you take all that water and you pour it and you drench all this wood I mean he was setting the stage for a big God amen and then he got up there and he said by the mercy and by the grace and the, by the power of God boy I tell you what that thing caught a fire right what if Elijah would have said, had, a, had an attitude that, that, uh, that as God couldn't do it? It took faith, you see? To be a, to be a visionary, a steer, that's not even a word, <laughs> to be a person of vision, you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to have great faith. Faith that moves mountains. You know, um, you know um, we never know how God's going to do certain things. we just got to have faith that God's going to do things. You know, you need a new beginning, and you say, I can't. I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't feel it. My marriage is this way. My life is this way. I can't. I just can't see it. Can I introduce you to God that can make a donkey talk? That, <laughs> huh? He can make some of you guys talk. But anyways, <laughs> easy, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, you woke up. Good, good to have you back. Good to have you back, brother. <laughs> Is your mama here? Yep, she's real proud of you right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what you need right now, but you might need a new beginning. And if you don't have faith, if you don't have a vision of what God can do, you're never going to get it. You're just going to remain the same. For our congregation, not everything's perfect. Let me just say this. We've had so many dumb surprises during this build. 
And I hate it that I got to always come to you and say, well, this is that and that's this. It's, but, but I want you to know God's not surprised. God, God knew it from the beginning. He, 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 needs us, he wants us to be people of faith. He wants us to be people of vision. He wants us to know how big he is. That's what all this is about. I mean, I, I, you know, this week, let me just, let me just give you this. <laughs> this week, um, we're ready to go down with the flooring, and I'm told that our humidity in our floor is at 99%. It's got to be at 90% before they can start laying this floor. And so I start praying, Lord, bring it down to 90. And a week later, it's at 98. <laughs> so um, they're supposed to start laying the floor on Monday. And so the, the only answer to this is, is, is that they use this special glue that's good for 98%. I think today, yesterday it was at 97, I think, or maybe it was 98, whatever it was. But, um, but this special glue uh, that can do it, but it's $9,000 more. And so I told them, we don't have $9,000. Y'all figure out plan C here, and we're going to get this thing laid on Monday, right? But look, here's what I'm saying is, is this, is that God's not surprised. And that's what I want to just, we have to understand that God's not surprised. Our God's a big God. Our God's a can-do God. And no matter how he decides to do it, we just got to be all one man and saying, okay, God, you got this. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's call the heavens down on this thing. You know, let's, let's get something done here. God, you're a can-do God. And God, you're not surprised about anything. God, we know what you're doing here and we're right behind you. We want to, we, we're going to storm the mountain just like Caleb and the other guys did. We, we got to, we got to be unified together as one. And, 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 and it's easy to make ourselves a victim, but if you make yourself a victim, you can never make yourself a person of vision and of faith that sees God do a great and mighty thing. You see, it's easy to say, well, 9,000 more dollars, we can't do that, and to get all distraught and to get all upset, but that does no good to make ourselves a victim. We just got to say, God, you're a can God, you're a will God, and God, show us what to do here. We all got to be unified, you know? We all got to be unified, so, faith, um, we got to be a, a people that has vision. That's your number one challenge. Be a person of vision if you want a new beginning. Number two is we must have an outward focus and not an inward focus. And we see that from Acts chapter uh, 1 um, and, and verses 6 through 8. You know, we, we got to be a people that has an outward focus. And again, you know, I believe, we, I believe you know, we've had a great time of, in building strength. And, and I think God is getting us ready for this next chapter, this, this fresh beginning for us over there. And we've got to put our focus on other people. And like um, brother, brother Mike prayed this morning, we've got to know who's around us, know our surroundings, and reach out to other people. You know, next Sunday we got to we get to be on the on the out there on the square. And last year we gave out 2,000 swag bags, and we got to meet all these families, and we got to witness Jesus Christ to people. Hey, listen, don't miss it next week from three o'clock to seven o'clock. Let's get out there and and be outward. Everybody say amen. Let's be out. We need candy. Maybe you can't come, but boy, I tell you, last year we had to, we had to go back and buy truckloads of candy, right, Michael? And and and. And so, so we need candy, 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 all before next Sunday. We, well, actually before Friday because we're going to be doing those bags, okay? And so make sure you get candy up here. And if you can't bring candy, just drop 100 bucks in the offering plate, and we'll go buy 100 bucks worth of candy or something, okay? But we need a lot of candy. And it's Halloween. That's just what you do on Halloween. You give out candy. So, again,
again, we got to be outwardly focused. Our vision as a church should be one that reflects Jesus Christ. We need to be a loving church, a caring church, and we are. But we need to take a time to know each other, and we do. But now it's time to get out there and serve our community in Jesus Christ. Unified, being one. Number three is we must make external, we must make eternal investments. We must make eternal investments. You know, I heard one preacher say this, and I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times. He says there's only three things you can take to heaven. Only three things you can take to heaven. Your knowledge of the Word of God, that's one you get to take. The second thing you get to take is your works for the Lord. And the third thing you get to take to heaven is those you lead to Jesus Christ. That's the only three things you can lead. Eternal investments, eternal investments is what we need to make. Setting up future generations to do ministry, I believe we get to take that to heaven. Wanting thing our way and 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 whatever we, we don't take any of those personal challenges with us. They don't. They that's that's temporal. But it's those eternal things. And we get those things accomplished as a local congregation by being unified. Oh, there's many things to complain about, but what good does it do? Let's be unified. And then the last thing that your challenge this morning is, is exhibit faith and not fear. You know, only faith will overcome fear. Maggie's going in in the morning, and her dad needs a kidney, or he's going to die. And um, she has to be there at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, and she's going to give her dad one of those kidneys. Let me tell you, she's scared to death, but she's got faith in God. And as we move into the future, we can be fearful of a lot of things, guys, but it won't do us a bit of good. But instead of having fear, we've got to have faith. We've got to have faith when we move it. We've got to be unified together, faithful in a big God, in a can-do God, and not one of fear, not one of personal wants or even personal um, convictions, but one that says our God can do great and amazing things. We've got to have faith. We've got to have faith. So I don't know where you're at this morning. And again, I'm making dual application here, and I know it. I'm not trying to confuse you because I know um, that a lot of you need a new beginning this morning. And, and maybe it's your walk with God. I want you to know God is a God of new beginnings. Right now, you can have that freshness with God. Maybe you haven't made up your mind yet about this whole new church building thing. I think this morning is time for us all to get on the same page. I love you. We're going to do this together. They're going to be talking about us. They're going to be talking about how we're serving Jesus Christ and being a beacon of hope and light to our community. See, that's what a unified church can do. Amen? Father, we love you this morning. What a mighty God we serve.
And, you know, Lord, I, I think of just my own life that you took a knot-headed, troubled person from Central Texas and you cut off a few things here and a few things there and with a surrendered heart and a faith that you can use them to pastor one of your churches. And Lord, I praise you for that. Lord, I pray for um, anyone here this morning that um, needs a new beginning. Maybe there's one here that's never given, um, maybe, you know, that's never surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will so reach them and burden their hearts. Lord, that this morning when the invitation is given, that they'll, they'll come up to the front and, Lord, allow me to speak with them for just a few minutes. Lord, I, I pray that uh, no one leaves here the same way they come in, whether it's lost, whether it's, whether it's um, not feeling close to you, maybe they left, maybe they lost a step in their in their walk with you, maybe it's whatever it is, Lord. But we ask you to do great things this morning, because you're a God that can do, that will do. Lord, I pray this morning that you'll encourage us, that uh, all of us here at this local church will 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 walk in oneness, unified into what you're doing for our congregation. Not knowing everything and not even being satisfied in our and in, in perhaps what our expectations are, but nevertheless, Lord, that will come to you like these people went to Jerusalem, unified as one, knowing that all the resources that was needed to build that temple was given by that congregation. And Lord, maybe we don't see um, certain things here as a congregation, but we know that uh, you're a can-do God and that, Lord, that you'll use us to do your work, and that's the only way you've ever done it, Lord. So, Lord, use us. Let us be unified in serving you. We love you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me this morning, would you please?